This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host, and joining me across the table is Dr. Richard Blackaby. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. So good of you to join us this <laughs> fine morning. Um, uh, one of the things um, that you do uh, is travel quite a lot, um, probably more than you should, yeah. uh, if we're honest. But uh, don't don't go don't start meddling, <laughs> Sam. I'll do a light touch here. Um, but uh, with your travels, you um, one of the, 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 the great, uh, I think, privileges that you have is, is to meet with some really uh, um, amazing people from really quite a variety of, of uh, places and uh, uh, just jobs and ministries, uh, businesses. So you, you meet with CEOs, you meet with pastors, various ministers. And I thought what, what might be a good... Um, sort of a good podcast is to just uh, see what you're seeing uh, from from the road. And, you know, you get to meet with a lot of high-level individuals, a lot of different leaders from all kinds of places. And uh, maybe we just kind of pick your brain here and see um, what are you seeing? Are there some commonalities among, you know, industries, uh, among leaders this, this past year that you've seen and, and what those might be? Yeah, uh, that's a great uh, thought, Sam. I, and it's true, I am very privileged. I get to be around some great, great leaders. Uh, and uh, and they have a different take on things a lot of times than what you see on the news at times or what mm-hmm. you hear politicians talking about. The business world, as well as the church world, there's some folks that are leading magnificently through very turbulent times, confusing yeah. times. And so... Uh, and I'm often asking questions about, well, so what, how are you handling this? Or I see that the government has just mandated that. Well, how is your company responding? And just trying to get feedback on, on other people's thinking. And, uh, and there's a lot of wisdom out there that I've been uh, very fortunate to be able to, to be able to hear some of. So uh, I I thought I would just, just kind of, this is fairly random uh, in one sense, but just some things that I've been hearing from leaders, uh, certainly in the last uh, year or so. And so let me just rattle uh, several of these off for you. One is just uh, obviously be flexible. Um, if you're a leader who just has to always do things the same way, you're in big trouble. Uh, if, if you don't like change, you're in big trouble. Yeah. I think the word pivot, I've heard the word pivot more <laughs> in the last year and a half, two years than I've ever heard before of just um, saying, hey, they th- this we used to always do this, but we can't do it now. The hotel yeah. just shut us down or uh, we're being quarantined or, or, you know, whatever is happening. Um, so we've pivot yeah, pivot. now we're going to do it this way. And, um, like I remember a year or so ago when the, the COVID quarantining was, uh, fairly strict, uh, there's a place that had, uh, had scheduled a conference that I was going to speak at at a hotel. And, uh, and they were told all of a sudden that you could only put a, you only have 50 people in a room. And so they expected to have several hundred. And so that, that it seemed like that was going to, uh, just cancel them out, but they pivoted. And what they did is they put, uh, they, they set up, uh, four five, six rooms that they could put 50 people each in. And then they had a, a camera in one room and that's where I was and that's where I spoke. And then, then you, you'd be assigned to different rooms where you watched it on TV 
and then they moved you around so that everybody got at least one chance to be in the room that I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- instead of canceling it, they said, no, we can still do this. There, there just has to be a way. Yeah. And, and so what did we do? And I'm seeing this with restaurant owners. I tell you what, the, the delivery, the, t- the curbside pickup, uh, so many uh, outside pavilions that all of a sudden were erected when you had limits to how many could be inside the restaurant. Um, you know, developing better drive-throughs. Uh, there's lots of folks that have said, "Okay, this is a problem, but we can pivot on. We can adjust on this." Yeah. And churches that had to change the way they ministered. Uh, I've been with ministries that several different ministries that work with kids, and all of a sudden they couldn't have kids groups at the schools or wherever. But they went virtual and and ended up actually touching thousands more people than they would have if they just used their traditional methods. So some leaders don't like that. They really like to plan. They like to have everything uh, very predictably set in place. And, yeah. uh, and But I'll tell you, it, it, it appears that the leader of the future has got to be someone that's more flexible than that. You, you, you can yeah. certainly have your preferred methods, but you, you've got to be ready to change on a dime or else you're just going to have to be constantly shutting things down as stuff changes. Uh, and so that's certainly one. I, I, a second one I might just throw in there. It's similar to that, but um, you've got to be a, a possibility-driven uh, leader, not a problem-focused leader. There's yeah. a lot of folks that will just get uh, hijacked by the problem, and they'll miss the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that even though some things are shutting down, and of course we saw this a lot when it came to not being able to meet personally uh, during COVID. But a lot of people have said, yeah, but we touched way more people through Zoom, through podcasts and other things that we did, um, you know, where we just broadcast stuff, live stream. Um, and and, th- and that's one example, but I've, I've known a number of, of businesses uh, who saw there's a, there's a whole new industries are developing as a result of, of changes. And, and every time, I think an important thing to realize is that every time society changes, there are new markets available now. So, you know, when you think about even like DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber food and stuff, all those things that those things, it wasn't that that wasn't happening necessarily before, but, but all of a sudden, you know, not that many people necessarily really used it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, uh, hey, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, and Zoom is a big one. Yeah, yeah like it, it, it was around before COVID. But boy, uh, all of a sudden, there's some some businesses that are seizing on the opportunities. And a lot of the, the, the sterilization, the, the cleaning um, industry, suddenly that's much, much more uh, insignificant and sought after. And so... Uh, that, that might mean that you have to, you know, pivot, as we said, uh, and go in a different direction. Could be that uh, you, you need to look for different customers. You maybe need to deliver your services in a different way. But there are always possibilities with, behind every problem. And so, uh, but, but as a leader, if you find, and of course, leaders have to solve problems. And so uh, that's part of your job. 
But don't get so hijacked by the problem that you don't have time to see the new possibilities that are yeah. arising. And so uh, you, you've got to really kind of address both. But if all you ever do are, are just put out fires, you, you'll miss all the new markets opening up that you could have been up there at the front lo- of the line getting, uh, getting the reward of that. So, uh, so that would be a second one is just don't, uh, you know, be someone who addresses problems but doesn't get hijacked by them. Yeah. Uh, and there will always be problems. There will always be a new variant of COVID or something that comes along. Right. Uh, and if you just get pulled down by the wave after wave of problem, then the, the other, your competitors who were always had an eye out for the possibilities will leave you in the dust. Absolutely. A third thing would be uh, just don't take your staff for granted. And certainly in recent days, uh, there seems to be a shortage of, of workers, especially skilled workers that want to work. And, uh, and there's a lot of companies that are having to offer signing bonuses and other things just to woo people uh, to their business. Um, and it's certainly been an, an issue of late. Uh, workers have options right now. Right. They, they have choices. And um, and so don't assume just because someone has worked for you for the last five years that uh, you, you've got this locked up in the bank and, um, you know, you, you um, have them for forever. Uh, you're you're going to need to uh, be checking in and making sure that you're paying um, a, a market rate, which is going to probably be higher than what you used to pay. Yeah. You might need to have incentives. Um, I, I, I was talking to someone the other day that was just complaining because the place they worked, they had, uh, because of shortage of workers, they had been putting in longer hours and they were getting worn out, but the management was not really acknowledging that they weren't doing some things to make the work conditions, uh, more manageable, uh, and uh, and they were feeling used uh, and uh, under, unappreciated, uh, and uh, and so people were leaving, and management just they were caught off guard. All of a sudden, they've got all these people leaving and the, all these uh, openings developing. They just kind of assumed, hey, well, we're paying overtime, or we're, we're, you know, we're we're paying the same benefits we always were, but. You don't want to be caught uh, losing a bunch of people. And that, that goes for volunteers. That goes for church members yeah. as well. There's a lot of churches that just assume people would just all return after COVID and keep volunteering. And, and a lot of them haven't returned. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I met someone just this past week who said, yeah, we went to this church for a long time, but it just didn't necessarily seem like we were needed there anymore. And we, we've moved on. And, uh, and so just don't take your people for granted. You, yeah. you, you circle. I mean, you, that's always been a, a, a great leadership principle, I think, even more so in these days, in Certainly. these markets. Um, mentioned one or two other before the break. Um, I, I would also say, again, this is something leaders have always needed to do, but I think they definitely need to lean into this now. And that is just stay calm and confident. I'll tell you what, when, especially when COVID first hit and everything was shutting down, uh, employees, staff were all looking to the boss and saying, well, what are we going to do? How is this going to affect us? Are, are you going to comply with this? Are we going to have to do that? Um, and of course, as a leader, you may not know the, the future. Uh, of course, you don't know what, how things are going to happen. We've never had to deal with a pandemic like this before. Um, but you can still be confident. You can, right. you can still, if there's ever a time you need to remain calm, um, is in times of crisis. And it just appears that we are in a season right now 
in which there's probably going to be a series of crises taking yeah. place. And uh, you can't be wringing your hands, uh, mumbling to yourself, you know, rushing up and down the hallway. Uh, it's going to cause all kinds of discontent. People are going to say, hey, this seems to be a sinking ship we're on here. The, the boss seems pretty bewildered. And so I, I think uh, if there's ever a time to remain calm as a leader, whether you're calm inside or not, um, you need to re- you remain calm on the surface and uh, exude that calm. And uh, it, it really oftentimes goes from top down. If you're calm, if you're confident, if you're, you may not have all the answers, but you're, you're convinced that you will have the answers, that you'll figure it out, then that puts people at ease. Yeah. Uh, a sixth thing is just, uh, innovate. And, and again, these are not all necessarily brand new things. Uh, but certainly in, in our time, innovation is going to be much more important than perhaps it used to be. It, yeah. There were companies, I mean, there were churches that just simply cranked out a service every week and you knew exactly what to expect. They've been doing the same thing for decades. Um, and then all of a sudden you had to innovate. You had to have and, and some, some organizations were very slow to do that because quite frankly, they didn't have innovators on staff. They didn't have, they weren't, they weren't innovators speaking into what they did. They had people that just knew how to crank out the same service, the same ministry, uh, the same product that they had been for years. Um, uh, and there are some companies, obviously a lot of tech companies that are high in innovation, uh, but there's a lot of organizations that that wasn't a real big factor before. And yeah. maybe it's just, we're a restaurant. I mean, how, how innovative do we have to be? And then all of a sudden people, you can only have 20% occupancy inside the doors. Well, now you got to innovate. Yeah. Uh, you got to find other ways to get your product out there, other ways to deliver your product. And, uh, and so innovation, I think, is going to be increasingly important. And that means that you hire people that, um, that have that innovative ability. Yeah. That they uh, that they think that way and they think outside the box. Sometimes we, w- they can really stir stuff up. Sometimes and you 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 pay a certain price to have very many innovators yeah. on board because it's like, hey, can't you just, you just leave well enough alone? Like we've already got this. Things are going fine. Why rock the boat? Uh, now, organizations need to have some people and in some prominent positions who are constantly thinking about. Well, what, how could we do this a different way? Or maybe maybe we don't even need to do this anymore. Maybe we should try that. Yeah. You know, you've done some of this podcast is an innovation that you came up with, Sam. That I had never crossed my mind to do that. And then you, that's a problem when you hire millennials. They come up with all these crazy yeah. ideas. Um, but I tell you what, organizations that do not have uh, the ability, the personnel uh, to innovate, the budget to innovate, uh, in this day with so much changing, you're going to end up getting left behind. Absolutely. And we've even seen that as a ministry. Like you said, we've made some changes in technology that, you know, when, when we were having to work remotely and we couldn't gather, we had, um, in place things that allowed us to continue to, to get our messages out. And that's, I think, in, in some part due to innovation. And I think you, you see that, especially when a crisis hits that, you know, if you've innovated, then you're, more often than not, you're already set up in a position to capitalize on on those possibilities and not the problems. Well, let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll wrap up when we come back. 
of all the books that my father Henry and I have had the privilege of writing together, next to the study course Experiencing God, I don't think that there's anything we've written that has received more positive feedback than this little daily devotional Experiencing God Day by Day. People from all over the world have told us that God used these simple devotions to speak very powerfully into their life. And now we're very excited because beginning this coming January, we're going to be launching a new podcast called the Experiencing God Day by Day podcast. And each morning I'll be launching that day's devotional, which I'll be reading for you so that no matter where you are, if you've subscribed, you'll be able to just hear the day's devotional. Um, and uh, so we're looking forward to just how God's going to use that to speak into people's lives. And you can get this anywhere you get your podcast beginning January 1st. Well, Richard, I think, uh, you know, you're uniquely positioned, um, and that's why we're doing this, uh, this particular, uh, episode, uh, because you do kind of cross the, the, uh, the professional lines as it were, you, you mm-hmm. see things in, in the business world, you see things in the nonprofit world, uh, you, you meet with people in churches and ministries. And so you kind of, you kind of get to get, see a pretty broad scope of, of leadership and, yeah. uh, and so let's just uh, let's carry on with uh, these trends, these leadership trends, uh, really that you've seen in the past year, and and obviously a lot of them are going to be highlighted by just uh, the the more global aspect of COVID and and what that's done uh, to leadership. Um, but I know you've got a few more here as yeah. we wrap up. Yeah, a seventh thing would just be communicated. Again, that's not rocket science. Yeah. Leaders have always had to none communicate. Of these are, none of these are new, but, but yeah, they've been... But there's some things you need to lean focus. into or yeah. take maybe to another degree. And of course, you always, a leader always needs to communicate, but now more so than ever. One is because there's so much change. You know, if, if yeah. things weren't changing... All year long, you just kind of cranked out the same product, the same process, uh, no change in how you did it or where you could do it or, you know, what uh, safety concerns had to be, you know, adjusted to, then that would be fine. You, you know, you tell them at the beginning of the year, do it like this and just do it all year, just like that. Uh, but now with so much change taking place, uh, you, it means you've got to communicate much more rapidly and, when a major uh, threat happens, an uptick in COVID or something happens, things are being shut down, there's new new mandates, whatever, um, you can't wait weeks to get back to your people to say, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to do this now, or we're not yeah. going to do that. Uh, you got to be communicating. And then of course, uh, certainly in the last two years, um, work from home has increased dramatically which again means you've got to communicate. It used to be that you could just have a staff meeting. Let's all have a stand-up staff meeting at the first thing in the morning uh, every Monday uh, and then get going. But now you've got to be intentional about sending out updates. And, uh, and of course, it, it, it's challenging sometimes, especially when you're in a, a crisis mode or there's, you're having to rapidly adjust to changing circumstances. Sometimes that's not the easiest time to communicate. You're, you're on yeah. the phone with your lawyers, you're on, your, on the phone with key customers. And, and yet it's like, well, as soon as things slow down, I'll put out a memo to all the staff. Yeah. But, uh, but communication more, especially as uh, a lot of teams now are going to be working from home, they're going to be isolated, uh, separated. They're not talking in the lunchroom like they used to. They're not passing each other in the hallway at work. Um, That means that you you probably need to uh, develop some systems, maybe even have some personnel that their job is just 
to rapidly let people be, have the information they need so that they yeah. don't have to slow down even and, a step. And I would say too, even for leaders, if, you know, maybe you just say, well, there's nothing new to report. There's nothing new to communicate. Um, I think even communicating that, yeah. um, I, I think oftentimes I was, you know, you, you might just think to yourself, well, there's, you know, there's no update. Well, still give an update and, and let people know that, you know, we haven't forgotten about yeah. this. There, you know, nothing new has happened, but we'll, you know, we're still monitoring it or whatever. Yeah. There's lots and of people just, at home yeah. and there are people maybe watching the news and it all seems negative to them. But, and, and I found this too, like sometimes there'll be, I'll hear some really good news, but I'll be on the road somewhere. And I just heard that, you know, maybe a donor gave a significant gift to our ministry and I'm, I'm delighted with that, but I'm right in the middle of speaking all day in upstate New York. And so I don't have time to let people know for a couple of days till I get yeah. home in the office. And, but, but it may well be that back in the office, it's been a tough day at work and people really need positive word. And right. it's a shame that I can go for days with some great information that would encourage everybody that I just didn't have time to fire off an email or send out some kind of word. So, uh, always working as real time as possible, just keeping uh, people informed. Uh, a, a, an eighth one would be, again, team building. And of course, that's, um, again, you know, something that leaders have had to do. But I think even more so now, because so much of work is being done from home, it's virtual, uh, people aren't all sitting around the same table, uh, necessarily. And so how do you build a team when you've got people working for you from maybe from all over the country, you've got people in their in front of their laptop in California and New York and Texas, yeah. and they never see each other personally. They've never gone for lunch together, uh, but they've got to be cooperating and sharing and encouraging one another and trusting one another. And they've never even met physically before. So how, how do you build teams that way? If everybody yeah. is in front of, they're on a zoom call. Um, and of course we're getting better at that, but are there ways to use technology like Zoom or something um, and do some exercises that actually help people to trust each other more? And I know some organizations where you typically work from home, but they do have some designated meeting spaces on their campus where they will bring people in uh, periodically throughout the year because, and, and then they'll be very intentional about uh, exercises that help staff get to know each other rapidly. You know, yeah. if you, if you, if you share an office, three offices down the hall from someone over time, you're just going to see each other. You're going to stop and say hi in the hallway. Uh, but if you live in different States, you've got to, you don't have that kind of time. You've got to sort of encourage things to happen rapidly. And so I suspect there's going to be an increase. Uh, there's, there have been industries now for a while that, that helped organizations build uh, community and team. But uh, that, that I think is going to be increasingly important. Um, and something that a leader has got to keep his eye on all the time is, and, and I think even in churches, uh, a lot of churches, I think lost sight of being a team and they got more uptight about whether they had to wear a mask or not uh, in the auditorium or walking down the hallway and uh, or if there was designated places in the auditorium for only vaccinated people. And we forgot that we were all a team yeah. and working for the same goal of carrying out the Great Commission. And uh, I think pastors as well have got to find ways to help the church stay united on mission and not right. uh, just all divided by opinion. Another area, a ninth one, would just be uh, focusing on work environment. 
And perhaps in the past that was not as big of a deal, but uh, all of a sudden keeping things sanitized and clean and safe, uh, helping people to work perhaps with a little more distance from the guy in the cubicle right next to yours yeah. uh, when he's coughing in his cubicle and you're concerned of what, what's floating over your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, just being upbeat, positive, and sometimes just the fact that you're having some things cleaned regularly, sanitized, you've got hand sanitizer everywhere. You Everything that you do, uh, and you might even in your own mind think i'm not even sure how scientifically this really makes much of a difference sometimes it's just psychological as well that just yeah. it just communicates look we really care about you and so we're going to provide this might not even do all that much good but hey if it does even a little bit of good we think you're worth it so here's here's one more thing we can do to try to keep you safe and let you know we care about you that you're valued and if you come right. into work or wherever you work maybe you work from home but we're going to provide this for you uh, so that you can be as safe as possible because we value our employees. Uh, that it used to be not as big of a deal. Uh, people, you know, if they were looking for a company to work for, that wasn't real high on their list, but now just a safe work environment, uh, and, and that used to just be safe from like sexual abuse or something like that. But now safety can literally mean not catching a pandemic, yeah. uh, that could kill you. Uh, a tenth thing is, I think a lot of leaders are reevaluating travel. I, I know I, I heard a lot, especially early on when COVID shut things down, where people said, "You know, I used to fly to New York City for a one-hour meeting, and I realized we really covered all that on Zoom, and I was having to spend a night in a hotel, get a taxi in Manhattan, and um, and and get the air the airfare and so on, and and I realized that by a one-hour Zoom call." Uh, I, I saved myself all kinds of time yeah. that I could be in the office working on other projects, making other calls. And hopefully we realize that uh, many of our meetings should have been emails. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know. and, you know, I, I think that the pendulum is kind of swinging back and forth on that a bit. I yeah. think you can overdo that. I think, yeah. I think it's, it, we're not yet at the place where technology completely takes the place of a face-to-face. Um, oh, for sure. But uh, but I think there are meetings where you can. If there's meetings where it's a lot of, let's just get consensus, let's hear what people have to say. Um, if it's not a real contentious issue where we just need to all get in the room and work this out, um, if it's more information sharing, uh, there's a lot of travel that probably, I know a lot of board meetings uh, where you're flying in all kinds of board. I, I know people, you know, organizations with 60 people on their board and uh, you're flying all of them, all those in, you're housing all of them in a hotel. And a lot of places said, I'm not sure we'll be so quick. Maybe, maybe we'll have one uh, face-to-face meeting and the other virtual for now on. We're going to, yeah. and just to save a lot of that money. Uh, maybe some of that travel wasn't as critical as we thought it was. Yeah. Let's let people just stay home and work and get on a Zoom. Uh, a couple, a couple last ones. Uh, I would just say, uh, as well, uh, maybe an eleventh one is just find community. And I'm, I'm uh, privileged that I get to work with several different organizations, uh, both uh, for for pastors as well as business people. Uh, I, I work with an organization called CEO Forum for high level Christian CEOs. Uh, I, I work with an organization, Fellowship of Christian Companies, uh, for uh, international, international that is for business owners. 
Uh, and uh, and there's just a real value in gathering together and talking about well, how are you dealing with this? You know, yeah. what did you do? When did did you comply with this? Or are, is there do we have some legal options? And how are you responding to uh, employees' desire for this or concerns about that? Yeah. Uh, and I, I certainly found even at high level executives. Uh, just having other people to be sounding boards and to say, well, hey, I'm facing this. What did you do? Uh, it's a confusing world, and this is uncharted territory. And so if you're all alone or you're a pastor, there's all kinds of gatherings and meetings for pastors to talk about what are you doing to get your that 30% or so of people that have not come back yet to church, uh, what are you doing to get them back? Or are you trying to get them back? Yeah. Or, um, how are you reaching new people? Uh, you know, how are you responding to these new uh, regulations? Uh, just find a community of like-minded people that are facing similar issues for you. And again, that's always been a helpful thing. But but if you were good at what you were doing, you'd had lots of experience with it. Maybe you, you know, maybe you weren't feeling quite as compelled for these kind of groups, but. Uh, but now that you're in uncharted territory, that's the time you, you definitely need other people that are doing their own research and going to their own conferences and seminars and learning things that, um, that would really be helpful for you to learn as well. And the, and the, the 12th thing is just find stress relievers. Uh, this is, it's always been stressful to be a leader, but certainly when you're taking on new challenges, uh, unprecedented problems, things that you've never had to deal with before. I've known a lot of leaders that were having to furlough thousands of employees at different times uh, or uh, pastors still watching lots of empty seats that used to be filled by people who've not yet come back. And uh, that's there's a lot of pressure on, on you. If giving is down, if sales are down, uh, you're not sure it's going to be pretty tight to make payroll. Lots of pressure on leaders these days. Uh, and so uh, you, you've got to have some way to relieve that stress. You've mm -hmm. got to have something that makes you laugh. People, activities, and your, and your staff need that. Your staff need all the, there's all the tension of we've got to work extra. We've got to meet this deadline. We're short staff. We've got to get this project finished. Lots of stress on employees as well. And so be consciously thinking about how do we make it still fun to come to work and yeah. still enjoyable, meaningful? How do we just relieve some of this stress by doing something kind of crazy? We've never done this before, but we're going to have uh, bring in a stand-up comedian to our next meeting and just have some fun, or we're going to do a, have a fun outing and just say, hey, we care about you guys. We're still a team. We're still a family. And uh, let's let's still enjoy the journey. It's a tough part of the journey, but we can still enjoy it together. Uh, and for yourself personally, don't let yourself get so bogged down that you can't you, you lose your joy and you you get burned out by the stress you're carrying. Find some stress relievers that help you just to manage it, and so you still stay healthy yeah. as you uh, as you lead in some challenging times. Well, great, and I uh, again thank you for walking us through this. I know you get to you get to see and meet a lot of people from all walks of life, and so this has just kind of been a fun uh, podcast on, on seeing what's what's happening out there uh, among leaders. And until next time. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.